Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions has begun. Ready for Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenci, throwing it down with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Thursdays, always a strong program, a whale capper. We go swimming in the Pacific Ocean. We do some uh, whale watching today, uh, Cam, with whale capper. And uh, whale capper, uh, of course, uh, an elite, uh, an elite uh, football handicapper. Uh, you see, he posts uh, nightly uh, basketball uh, plays on his yes. Twitter feed. True, uh, but he's also a, a very, very big tennis better as well. Oh, good. We'll get him some uh, Aussie Open. I was actually going to ask him. Uh, yeah. yeah, we can go over yeah. the, through the board with him. Good call, Marenzi. See, that's foreshadowing. That's a man who knows. Tennis is good, man. Tennis is great for those parlays too. You know, you can swing a couple favorites yep. together because. Uh, you know what? Usually the best players get through the first couple rounds. You rarely get that crazy, crazy upset. So, yeah, no, we'll talk to Will Capper. My cornet pick didn't work last night against Venus Williams, but I, I hit a parlay with some uh, favorites, so kind of balanced itself out. And the Coyotes were good to me. Not a bad night, but Will Capper, hopefully he's got some uh, winners for us. Yeah, good call. Uh, good call with the Coyotes uh, last night. Now, when it comes to tennis, I like to bet totals, Cam. Oh, That's yeah, my thing. yeah. I like that, uh, yeah, too. Yeah, I like total games and i've left a couple of winners on the table actually listen my account hasn't uh, been um, it's not like my account's massive um so i've already lowered the uh, the units uh, yeah. this week as it is I'm just sort of ch- yeah i'm just sort of chipping away you know as the australian open hits the quarterfinals next week and the semis and then um and then the finals i'm definitely going to jump in uh but like a good example is like milos onyx matches are always long like, listen, I used to bet a ton of tennis, all right? I just haven't. Um, this year, I've just been so, you know, busy and occupied with shows, basketball and football. You know, NFL, NBA have really been at the forefront for me uh, this year. Um, uh, but uh, Milo Ronick, you know, he never, nothing's easy for this kid, right? No, he's like, There's always drama, man. Like, you know, he's a great server. He's not the only one, though. Uh, the guy that he played, Warinka, he's the same. Stan Warinka. He's an he's enigma. The, Stan Wawrinka can win a major and go out in the first round. He's the one guy you fit as a big favorite. Stan. Well, White. there's these dudes. I agree. They they can't. Uh, they're all big servers, but they can't. That's that's their game. There's a ton of them like that. Well, not a ton of them, but yeah, pretty much. But for betting purposes, I'm telling you guys, like Wawrinka's games always go over. Uh, that Songa guy, uh, Wilford uh, Songa, the the, the, uh, the that that dude, he, he always goes over. He's the same thing. Booming serve. He can't return anything. Ronick is the same thing. And uh, John Isner is the king of this. I swear to God, dude. Oh, yeah. Isner. Any, anytime Isner. you see John Isner, <laughs> just bet the over. He's going to be in like a six-hour match. 
Like, it's, I swear to God, like, because he wins, you can't return a serve. You know what I mean? So he's sort of like a golfer, Cam. He's like a long driver, but then he'll miss, like, six putts. So it's basically like, boom. If you can return it, like, you'll beat him. But you can't. <laughs> so, and nobody can. Like, nobody, nobody, nobody. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Nadal and Federer, when they play him, whatever. They can break his serve two or three times, and, and they can beat him. But, you know, there, there's these guys. So when they play each other, it's just free money. I'm, I'm kind of pissed off. I missed out on it. Somebody sent me on Twitter. I think it was last night. I don't know. I got confused with the time zone stuff with Australia. Whatever the hell it was. Um, and he said, hey, you got to jump on the over. I'm like, son of a bitch. I know. I know. Like, Buddy was reminding me. And it was Rowinka and Rock. And lo and behold, Cam, I looked at the uh, the score yeah. last night. Seven six, seven six, seven yeah. six. I'm like, always, son of a bitch. always a battle. Uh, Hazer liked it too. That was a good call by Hazer. Yeah. He, he uh, on on our Twitter. He said, take the uh, Milos Raonic over. Same situation. I think it was Hazer right. that said the tweet. Yeah, it was Hazer. Yeah, he yeah. Well, he never. The thing about Raonic is he never wins six two six two six. Hazer's getting it's always smarter drama. with old age. I, I agree with you. That uh, and now he's gone from. Uh, he wasn't that you know smart I mean? at the score days. Like he wouldn't. I gotta be honest with you. Come up with something like that. <laughs> I think beer made him stupider, but now he's into like the finer liquors. It seems to be, uh, you know, a little less volume, but uh, his brain power is really, really intensified. He's, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's the quality of marijuana. I think yeah, the weed is better now than it was. <laughs> You're right. He's, so he's not buying dirt bush. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> he hates her. Like he used to smoke, like you know, like dirt weed. Yeah. Oh, and, hey, and guys, now I he's smoking like elite kush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now he's smoking that medicinal stuff. It's made him smarter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you're out there, if you're out there, Hainzer, you can call in and explain to us what, what has yeah, made yeah. you why, why, How you're getting smarter. Yeah, he's just uh, brain power is expanding. Great. Excellent point you bring up about Isner. And I use the same uh, uh, comparison in golf. Robert Garrigus. The guy used to be like almost like a long ball. He used to hit it like 350 before like Dustin Johnson. These guys came around. He didn't win the Canadian Open because he missed 19 putts inside of six feet. Stuff like that. You're right. There's a lot of guys that can hit it far, but the short games is what's going to, you know, win you money and give you top tens and uh, all sorts of exemptions and stuff. That's the problem. There's so many guys on tour that hit it 350, 360. They can't putt. You got to learn that's how to what putt. You should, that's what you should have uh... That's what you should have uh, done with your life. You should have become a uh, long ball special. Long, a long driver. It's actually yeah. funny, Morenci. It's the worst part of my game. You've seen me golf. I'm actually have good hands from hockey. I can't. I can't. I can't uh, drive the ball straight. I've been trying for years. <laughs> like, I, I, my, my, you've seen my tee game. It sucks. Me and you were. Yeah, we're we're playing army golf. Four uh, back. Four back. Four. Like, we were brutal. Remember the time we went out with the listeners I had at, a, the, at the classic at Banty yeah. Roost? There, we were horrible. Listen, I hadn't played golf in about 12 years. Oh, I don't years. play golf. At, yeah, me neither. I don't golf anymore. It's too expensive. I didn't have clubs. Like you know, basically, somebody, here's, here's a bag. Here's a bag of clubs. You know Actually, I have an extra set. Of, next time you come back to town, I got a set of clubs for you. I'm just going to give them to you. I have an extra set. What's in it? Yeah, I don't even play. I appreciate it. Yeah. Where, where am I going to put them? Yeah. Going to bring them back to the airport with me? No, you put them in the locker, the storage locker. And then anytime oh, you like, need yeah, them, you right. go to the locker. <laughs> I'm starting to. I'm, I'm thinking about cleaning that storage locker. Out. I don't know what the hell I'm paying. I, I I'm kind of with you. That storage locker is like kind of like. Can't. What, I have like, an, what's I the have, importance there? I have a Marshall amplifier there yeah, that I got that on sale. In New York. I got on yeah. sale for like $136. I'm paying oh, more. Good deal. Because no, for the locker. I was, like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I don't want to lose this amp. So I was like, oh, I'll just stick in the locker. And I realized the other day when I got the bill for the locker, I'm like, uh, you know. I'm actually paying to keep this amp. Like, at some point, like, I hate to sound so crude. I should either just give it away 
or when I'm trying to just take it to a pawn shop and say, well, here, give me 60 bucks. Now, I've got, I've got a few things in that storage locker. That's my, uh, that's my permanent address. <laughs> yeah, too bad they say you can't sleep in storage somebody, lockers because that would be value. That. I got hit that with that. I was like, you know, I always get confused. I was like, ooh, like, I don't really know what I should tell them. Like, what address? So I'm basically... Give us a storage locker. Je- Jefferson, Jefferson Avenue. <laughs> it's the storage locker. It's amazing. Great right move. Oh, yeah, yeah. I once, got, uh, I once got a medicinal marijuana card in California. And uh, so I fill out all the paper and stuff. And at the end, they're like, you know, address. <laughs> it was Gold Camp. I gave the, uh, the address of the hotel I was staying at. I was like, you know, 5030 Wilshire Boulevard, Suite 202. <laughs> Smart you know, move. Like, that's yeah, that's pretty, actually really smart. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty slick. That's not great. not that they were checking anyways. I mean, yeah, good I good mean, point. I don't really think they care too much, but it's still a smart move. Like thinking dude, on Venice Beach, is good. on Venice Beach, they have like sexy nurses. So like there's these Venice hot Beach. chicks in like bikini, like nurse type uh, bikinis, and they come up to you and they're like, "You look like you're uh, you're in pain. We think uh, our medicinal store could help you." <laughs> I am in pain. Yes. Yeah, that's what I said. Help. I said, yeah. I said, yeah. I, think I said, thank you. I'm in pain all the time. Thank you. I got a golf ball in my stomach. What else do you need to but know? It was a lot like Gamblers Anonymous. Like when I did the questionnaire, it's like 10 questions and stuff. And I was going on yeah, and on. Perfect. And Buck told me, he goes, dude, you already got it. It's good. I was you like, got God, it. I really Relax. do have this. <laughs> I was like, I really do have Arthur. I was cracking up. Like, I was going through the list of things. Uh, you know, I, I, I got them all. So, yeah, whale cappers to join us from the West Coast. Um, of course, uh, Will Capper is in uh, Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles area, Long Beach, uh, to be exact, although, of course, he went to Duke. Um, so, Will Capper will join us, and uh, Michael Leone is in uh, Leone. I'm not sure where uh, Sanders is. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably on vacation. Those guys yeah. got a lot of money. They win a lot of DFS. They can go places, Gabe. It's not like us. We're here, right? Yeah, I won guys, $7 uh... last night in DFS. <laughs> well, no, I didn't win 7 <laughs> I, I entered the four dollar hundred and twenty five thousand uh, dollar four dollar entry in the NBA, so I made three dollars. I put four in, I got seven yeah. back. Hey, <laughs> positivity, man! You could buy uh, you get three bucks a meat patty. So speaking of which, um, I've got action right now on this New York Nick game. They're playing so do London. I. I wrote away. How's it going? Yeah, I did. I, I, I just. But why would the NBA want? I, I, wouldn't they want a close game? You're getting. Uh, I think you got eight. I ended up getting it at seven and a half. But uh, yeah, no, it's I, 63, I think it's a good spot for the, 53 for the New York Knicks at the half. They're winning outright. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Keep the train rolling, man. I, I, that's but, see, that's a. But, see, that's how you build your account back. It's early. It's early. But that's a good grind bet. Like think about it. Europe, <laughs> bad teams. They want a close game. They don't want Washington winning by uh, twenty. Cam. Let's just be real here. It wasn't a good crime bet. It was a degenerate, degenerate. Let's get some action in this afternoon and can, try to can salvage you just see my the glass half full, Miranda? Come they're on, two and, they're two and seventeen in their last nineteen they're games. Good, they're but in a that's good why spot. I did it. Good spot. That's why I did it. I'm like everybody's going to hammer the Wizards here because the Knicks suck. Course, yes, right? yes. <laughs> that's how you bet, man. That's the way to go. It was I seven it. this yeah, morning. Hey. It went up to eight, then it came back down. Once I saw it at eight, I was like, ah. And we've talked about it. Listen, the Knicks are actually not bad against the spread when they get, like, a lot of points. But another thing, Cam, is I've been following this trip pretty closely uh, to London. And um, 
you know, London is sort of like it's the New York of Europe, right? You know what I mean? Well, they're sure not in is. Europe anymore. They're that Brexit stuff, so technically. But you yeah, know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, I do. But anyways, the New York Knicks are the most popular NBA team in London. Seems like a London thing to do. There were 300 media members at the at the scrum. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. That's crazy. Why no, the no, Knicks? No, no. Yeah. Even and the Knicks players. Even the Knicks players were shocked. They were like, wow, we were told we were popular here, but, you know. Dude, it's all Nick jerseys in the stands. So it's another thing I knew is sort of like a Nick home game. And the Nick players were saying, you know, we don't want to let these guys down. There's a lot of Nick fans here, and we're not having a great year. But, you know, these guys came. we got to represent the team. They seem to be in a pretty good headspace. You know, Fisdale's walking around. They, you know, they went out for fish and chips. You know, they did the double-decker bus. Like, uh, they did the little tourist thing. But the Knicks seem to be in a good headspace. And the Wizards, you know, the Wizards have actually played better ball without John Wall. They're 5-3 and three in their last eight basketball games. But I didn't trust laying eight points. No, we should. No, Cam. The Knicks were up by like twenty three or something. Like they were. Oh, I know. They're Washington's grinding back. I saw. I yeah, just saw the score. I'm watching. I'm watching. Beal and Sadoransky right just hit a bunch of threes right near the end of the half. <laughs> My boy Sadoransky. Damn, damn Sadoransky. <laughs> That's what I love. That the guy's shot. name. It's That's the best name, man. Sadoransky. The first thing when he when he hit the shot, I was like. Uh, the first thing going? when he hit the shot, I was like, oh, good. I probably, and I realized, I'm like, oh, I don't even have him in a lineup here. <laughs> then say I was like, damn, Sadoransky. <laughs> I don't have him. But uh, so second half pick. Cam, I think we go over the number here. Um, listen, in the, first the quarter, in the first quarter, they scored 50 points. In the second quarter, they scored 66. They don't play in this arena. It's a little dark in there. They're in London, time zone difference, new sight lines, new basket, new angles, new everything. It was Brick City. Dude, right around the second quarter, midway through the second quarter, swish, 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 swish. These guys are pros, dude, even the Knicks. But, like, Beal started to figure it out. Like, he was throwing bricks earlier, but he's got his, uh, he's got the gauge and the, the depth perception down now. People don't realize that. Remember, like, in the old days with college basketball when they used to play in the big football stadiums, it would throw Terrible. those kids off big time. But in the second yeah. half, they'd figure it out a bit. These The NBA guys, first quarter, it was a little rough. Second quarter, they put up 66. I think it continues, and there'll be points scored here. Second half number Second half number is 111.5. I say go over. I'm just going to try to I'm just going to see what the live uh, line is in game to see if I could try maybe we can middle this game here. What's the what's the second half line? It's uh Washington minus Washington. seven and a half. So basically uh, see this is I guys you get some away. nice in game analysis now when there's yeah, games on. Exactly. On. I wish it was like cool. this every day. Yeah, me too Gabe. I wish we had an NBA no, game. I'm, I'm going over the game. number here. I'm going over, yeah, the daily 3 o'clock NBA game of the day. It'd be amazing. It was used to the degenerates. Remember when they were in the studio during the World Cup? The World Cup. We were having fun every day because there was soccer on when we got to work. You know, it was like, hey, hey, you know, now now I'm jonesing for golf. Like, uh, I got to wait till Thursday. I love, I love afternoon sports. Even that stupid Leafs Wild game was great. It's just something to do, you know? Yeah, people don't think about the desolate... Um, listen, there's a lot of people as well. Lonely people, elderly yeah, people. They, good call, um, man. People that can't good get call. out of the house, disabled or whatever. Um, degenerate More gamblers. Action. I'm telling you. Look, dude, 
there's a reason why businesses are open during the day, right? Walk down the street in uh, in Montreal at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. You'd think, does anyone have a job? Because all they're doing is getting wasted during the day. <laughs> True. A lot of grifters. Yeah, like, don't tell me if you had sports on every day. People are listening to us right now. <laughs> Good point. Game time decisions. Well, Capper next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Don't kill me, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Yang. Game time decisions, ready for his radio. I wish I was beside you now. I just want to see your face. I'm actually grooving to it. I'm Dude. grooving to it. Yeah, another all little CCR. Yeehaw! I actually, uh, I actually subliminally complained about the music on the morning after. <laughs> Yeah. And it was very that-ish. It was sort of CCR. Like, one morning I'm sitting there, and we come back from a break, and it was like glory days or something. Like, Bruce, glory oh, days. Boss. Yeah, yeah, boss. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind a boss. I like the boss, but I'm more of a like born-to-run guy. The glory yeah. days. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, Omaha. <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. Omaha, <laughs> Nebraska, baby. But... Uh, yeah, it was just very sort of, you know, 70s rock and stuff. It's been done. So I told him, hey, play some Slipknot or something, man. Like, shake things up here. Yeah. Let's go. Got to wake people up. So um, now um, I've noticed they've, they've veered off. It's been, like, either, like, hard rock metal and um, and hip-hop. Yet, man, it's like going to a strip club in Atlanta every morning on our show now. Like every 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 song in and out. It's like this and T Pain that and I don't even know. I, you know. I guess I really am turning into Clint Eastwood. Let's bring in. Um, <laughs> let's bring in whale capper. As they stated, we're going whale watching in the Pacific Ocean. Second half has just started. Nixon Wizards. It just started. Second half. Of course, we're already on the uh, the Knicks plus eight uh, because we're masochists and. And uh, we grabbed the second half over, 112 and a half. My theory was Whale Capper, and I've been watching this game. First quarter, listen, they scored 50 points. Both teams were kind of cold. Um, second quarter, they put up uh, 66. Don't forget, this game is in London. Uh, you know, new arena, new sight lines, uh, baskets, uh, backboards that they're not used to. And I don't think people realize that, that, you know, basketball players are all about depth perception and – and um, and you see this in college often. You know, I was me and Cam were talking about this in the NCAA tournaments in the old days, where you know they played in these weird arenas with curtains behind them. It would throw them off. But I like the second half over. Sure. I think business picks up here. You know, I think it's still a thing in the regional in the uh, Final Four when they play in those gigantic venues uh, and there's all that empty space behind them. It absolutely impacts totals. You see unders coming at a pretty healthy clip because it's so tough to shoot in those spots. Well, at least with the, the teams that rely on shooting. 
Uh, I guess yeah. Villanova kind of proved that wrong last year, but um, but yeah, it's, I think that is absolutely a thing. And new venue, un- unfamiliarity, uh, you know, it's it's going to uh, definitely lend itself to uh, a little bit more scoring, you would think. Um, we're in the time of year where these guys are trying to put on uh, put on shows. You know, the more more people watching the standalone game like this, high profile. Um, you know, these guys are trying to prove prove themselves, get contracts and whatnot in the offseason. That's really all they got to play for with the Wizards and the Knicks. So. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see them ball out in the second half. I kind of like the That's Wizards to, uh, to close to cl- close this up, right? Like Wizards are going to come back in this game. Uh, Knicks, yeah. Knicks have shown us time and again they do a little second half swooning. Uh, it's a so good middle opportunity, right? Because it's really eight good. points, yeah. and then the live lines minus uh, one or one and a half. So if the Wizards win between uh, one and uh, seven, you, you can hit both whale capper. I think that's pro- probably yeah. a pretty good way to go. Yeah, that's I can't how disagree. I the game before it started. Yeah. Right now, yeah. yeah. Right now, you can get uh, uh, the Wizards uh, on the money line minus one hundred two. Hey, Marenzi, was I as the inputter? Was I supposed to put in that bet, or are you betting somewhere else? Because I uh, do you want a live oh, bet no, something? No, no, What the okay, second half? Good. Yeah, because yeah, I no. just realized I have to log it into your account, right? So okay. No, that account is uh, spent <laughs> right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's in. Uh, it's in progress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Things are happening. Yeah, and just need a I don't mind if the New York Knicks lose this game, but just, uh, so Washington, just start, yeah, Washington just started off the second half uh, with a 4 nothing run. The Knicks called timeout. Um, so, Final Four, National Football League, and we'll get into some tennis as we talked about with Whale Capper, too, but we're down to the Final Four, uh, Whale Capper, and um, I saw a headline today, but I actually didn't click it. I saw the story, but I didn't click it. And it said, "Oh, weather might not be as bad as as uh, as expected in Kansas City." Or I'm thinking to myself, "Or weather won't be as bad as you over sensationalized it to be <laughs> on Sunday <laughs> in Kansas City." Because it's the same damn thing every like football. I swear to God, man. Like you're being a Buffalo Bill fan, I've heard this all the time. Ah, oh, it's snowing and oh, there's this and that. Yeah, just because it's snowing on Saturday night before a football game doesn't mean it's going to be snowing 14 hours later. They have tarps on top of these fields. The fields are heated. The players have all all kinds of heaters on the sideline and stuff. It's not like these guys are homeless people, like sleeping, uh, you know, sleeping in the snow. You know what I mean? When their clothes are all wet or something like that. I think it's a little bit overblown. Oh, overblown is exactly the right word for it. All the weather narratives that you you generally come across for these types of games this time of year are pretty pretty overblown. Uh, I, you know, no pun intended. The only one that I really, that really piques my interest is when there's wind. Uh, and it has to be like legitimately impressive wind and it has to be certain stadiums that are not well, um, you know, well, there, there's a specific impact of the wind, you know, some of the, the more well closed off ones, you know, nothing really happens, but, um, but yeah, it, it, there's really, you know, wind is really the only weather factor you have to be accounting for and watching the total move on reports about the uh um the you know the cold weather was kind of laughable i mean i I don't know you think maybe a super super cold weather game could impact a kicking game because the balls don't have quite the same firm you know they're a little bit firmer than usual and maybe it doesn't quite have the same you know a little bit heavier exactly yeah a little bit a little bit of an impact on sort of the uh um, you know, the feel of the ball in the kicking game, but I can't imagine it really impacts much else. Yeah, I think it sucks more for the fans, exactly, than it does uh, yeah. uh, than it does for the yeah. players. But, all right, so let's start off uh, with the first game. 
you know, some interesting narratives here and the fact that they already played each other earlier in the year. 45-35 Saints uh, victory. It came a couple of weeks after that Chief game that the Rams went through. I think that took quite a lot out of them, actually, as well. And the Saints, I think that the Saints at that time were playing their best football of the season when they peaked. They beat the Vikings. They were on the warpath. You know, they beat up a bunch of teams. They beat the Vikings in the revenge game. They, they went home. They beat the uh, they beat the Rams in a big game. But I'm not sure the Saints are peaking right now. Yet, you know, I don't want to state the obvious and the same narrative that everybody's bringing up. All right, we know that Drew Brees is not throwing the ball deep right now. Um, you know, we know that their offense hasn't been as explosive. But anytime you have a one-game setting, guys, you know, you can't really define it. You know, Drew Brees could have dead arm, but Drew Brees could also get a cortisone shot before the game and realize, you know, we got one game, then we got two weeks, and we're in the Super Bowl. So it's all hands on deck in this football game. Vinovich is the referee in the game. Uh, The Rams are 0-8 with Vinovich refereeing, including he, yeah, he refed the game earlier this year between the the two teams. Um, They're 0-2 with him this year. For the record, the Saints are 5-3. Um, uh, with uh, with Vinovich uh, refing their games, but what do you make of the game, uh, Will Capper? Considering it's a rematch, and uh, and that and C.J. Anderson uh, wasn't around before either. We can't forget that, and neither was a keep to leap in that uh, first matchup. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, both teams have evolved their approaches a lot since then. There's not really a lot you can take out of that game. Um, I agree uh, for sure that that game was a bad spot for the Rams. That was their fourth home game and fourth road game in five weeks. Uh, meanwhile, the Saints were, you know, comfortable playing at home, playing with confidence after some pretty impressive wins. Um, it is not, um, you know, they, they, uh, they especially acquitted themselves well, I felt like the Rams, because they got off to a horrific start in that game uh, and then came roaring back in the third quarter after making some pretty impressive second half adjustments. And uh, tied at 30-30 before the Saints pulled away. Uh, it was a it was a pretty um, pretty memorable game. Uh, and uh, I gotta say, uh, they tied at 35-35. Sorry, excuse me. Um, but uh, the, and then the Saints scored the final uh, 10 points of the game to win 45-35. Um, but you know, it's it's a good matchup for both um, offenses. Um, and I would expect to see a hell of a lot of points in this one. I think uh, the over is the solid look on this one. The, the side looks pretty tight. I expect the Saints to win, uh, but thinking that they're going to come out and get another, you know, seven to ten point win is pretty wishful thinking. If you're looking for uh, a high confidence play on the Saints on this one, I think it's lined pretty well. Uh, and um, unless the uh, Saints can have an all, you know, all world performance out of their D line and really put pressure on Goff. Uh, the points will be there for both teams. So the over, I think, is the look here. Are you surprised the line uh, went from three and a half to three? Uh, there, Will Capper, like you know what I mean? Yeah, you think, uh, I am. It, I am too I am. a little bit. It's kind of, it's kind of. I'm looking I, at it, going, okay. Uh, Rams are a trendy team this week. They are. Trendy. They are. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I uh, I don't uh, love the idea of um, getting such a short price on the Rams uh, on the road against uh, Drew Brees in the dome. Um, four. What it made me think. Three and a half was a no-go. Three is absolutely not a play for me on the Rams. Um, I think uh, the likelihood this comes in right around the number is pretty good, and you're talking about a coin flip, made field goal here or there, last-second drive to get inside the number here or there. Like, it's not going to be 
Um, this is, this, you know, I, I don't expect this to be a, a romp um, like some of the NFC title games past where you had, you know, huge home field advantage for, um, what's a good example is, uh, yeah, you know, the good, best example would have been like people I've, I've heard compare this Carolina, to, Arizona. Um, I, that was, that was a good one. I was thinking actually, um, uh, Atlanta hosting Green Bay, um, where you oh, had yeah, that high powered yeah. offense from Green good Bay call. coming to town, uh, and Atlanta just absolutely blew them up uh, offensively. It was like 44, 21 kind of game or something like that. Like I, if that happens, I'll be, I will, I guess I won't be entirely surprised, but, uh, I think the the Rams are actually absolutely alive fighters in this one and are going to keep it competitive. Um, but it all hangs on golf. Uh, the entirety of this offense uh, on on um, you know on Sunday will revolve around golf's performance. He looked a little jittery in a lot of that first half against the the Cowboys last week. I was not impressed with some of his throws and some of his decision making, especially. It felt like he was too quick through his progressions looking for the safety valve uh, and were it not for CJ Anderson coming out of absolutely nowhere and stealing the show on Saturday night, I don't know that the Rams, uh, you know, necessarily are even in this spot. So it's a, uh, it's an interesting, um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he responds from that performance. Um, but if we get like a, you know, a B to a B plus out of golf, uh, I think this thing lands well over 60 points. I agree. I, I I agree. And, you know, the Rams are trendy, and uh, I've been called a lot of things, and uh, trendy is usually not one of them, but I am the hipster this week because <laughs> I'm sort of buying in. I don't know. Like, there's – the Rams have been overinflated all year, right? They were overinflated as far as futures all year. Their point spreads were overinflated for the most part all season long, and a lot of people jumped off the bandwagon. Now they're jumping back on uh, this yeah, week. Yeah, agree. Jared Goff is a concern. Like, there's, you know, there's, you know, I'd be lying if I stated, no, there's no concern about Jared Goff at all. You're right. He does look just a little nervous at times. But at the same point in time, he's also 14-3 and three in his career on the road uh, since Sean McVay's been there. And you know you, so, you know how you look good, Gabe? A good running game. C.J. Anderson yeah. and, and Gurley now and with Gurley. the one-two punch. That sets uh, up Goff to do off. a lot of things. Exactly. It'll be, it's huge. I think Akeem Talib's a big difference maker. I, I agree with you too. That's he. That's he's monstrous. That's well, that Michael got Thomas. Yeah, you know the the Rams. Listen, there. It's all. It's boomer bust with the Rams uh, DBs. That's the way they play. You have Akeem Talib. You got Marcus Peters. Yet I think they can do some things where they can really take away everyone else. Essentially, man, you got Michael Thomas and you've got Alvin Kamara. And, you know, I think the Rams can nullify them. I think Wade Phillips can come up with a game plan to make to make Drew Brees beat them with somebody else. Throw it to Traquan Smith. If Kirkwood gets open, God bless him. But we're not going to let Michael Thomas beat us. You know, the, the defensive line, can they protect Brees? That's a big key if they can get him Brees' face because we know he's not mobile. It might be, you know, the one seed's... You know, they've won five straight Super Bowls. It seems like we're on a on a collision course with the Chiefs and the Saints, but I'm buying in that the Rams can win this game. I'm not going to go as far as to say that they will, but I'll be teasing them. Give me the Rams plus 10. Ooh, interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Teased it all. competitive game. No. Will Capper, I didn't even... I didn't even tell you about my teaser, Gabe. Uh, Will Capra, no, I teased every I teased every side in a four-game, thirteen-point teaser. Can't lose, I didn't even right? Know you could do this. <laughs> yeah, on my book, you can. They're insane. So well, thirteen I mean, and a half-point teaser. So, Cam, you've yeah, got the crazy, you've got man. the Rams. 
He's got the Rams plus 16 and a half. Correct. He's got uh, the, the Saints plus 13 and a half. Uh, yeah, still no, 10 and a yep. half. Yeah, 10 and a half. Sorry. Yep. You're right. 10 or 10, 10 and, and, and a half. Yep. You got the, uh, you got the Chiefs at, uh, at uh, plus 10, 10. Or 10 and a half. Yeah. And you got uh, the Patriots at what? Plus 16 and a half. 16. Yeah, 16, 16 and a half. Have yeah. you ever heard and, of that, Will Camper? I've never heard of a teaser. It like ties push. Sides. Like, they don't even lose. 30%. Good deal. I've heard of those where they lose, where the where where a push uh, sinks your the sweetheart teaser, where the push sinks your yeah. whole play, and that's that's tough. Yeah, don't get involved in those. That's um, why I'm doing it. The pushes, uh, they just it's it's a you know you tie it's a push. That's great. Uh, when you do those big teasers, you said it, Will Capper. The ten the the three game ten point sweethearts or the four game thirteen monsters. Usually it's a push. You lose. That's why I did it. I think that's huge. I could be yeah. crazy, yeah. but I think your danger. I think the danger is in the Chief Patriot game. Really? Like I think the Chiefs, yeah, I think the Chiefs might just ambush them and kick the living crap out of them. But that's yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we we'll will. see. Yeah, I like the yeah. points. <laughs> 30, 34, 17 Chiefs. <laughs> you, you know, if uh, if you tease home sides, um, you know, in the in the uh, in the title game weekend, uh, they are coming in at six point teasers come in at about an eighty one percent clip. Um, yep. Teasing the unders hit at about a seventy-five percent clip. So you know, there's there's uh, there's some pretty you know that, this is irrespective of number. So you know, a lot of these are even teasing through zero, which is the uh, um, you know that's like kind of the golden rule: do not tease through zero. But uh, irrespective of spread, six-point tease on the home team hitting at eighty-one percent is pretty damn high. So, and I think that plays out this week too because you have yeah. yeah. I hate- <laughs> Those golden rules, I hate that stuff. Like, oh, the one yeah, the sharps yeah. and, oh, the sharps say this and that. It's like, dude, yeah. whatever, bro. If you were such a sharp, you wouldn't be, you know, you know, you, you wouldn't be where you are uh, right now. That, there's so many people in this industry that, like, listen, yeah, I've been doing this a long time. I don't consider myself a sharp. I just got a big mouth, yeah. and yeah. I'm good at hosting these shows. But we're there's sharp a lot of people. Dull. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes one night I'm sharp and sometimes I'm very dull. Good point, Cam. <laughs> but the, the oh, you can't do that. It's like, dude, you're betting 20 bucks a game. Like, you know what I mean? I know what you're betting. Like, you, you know, you're telling me, like, oh, the, sh- the sharps don't do that. It's like you're getting paid 25 bucks to host a radio show no one's listening to. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. No more pot shots. I'm a bigger man than that. I'm a bigger man than that. All right, quick break. We'll hit the AFC Conference Championship game. We'll go down under. We'll see if Will Capper give us some tennis futures. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Hard to keep up. Good job, gang. 
hard to keep up uh, with Michigan State, but uh, their their president stepped down uh, this morning or late last night. Uh, another president stepped down. Another like, guy. Through yeah. Three of them. <laughs> Michigan yeah. State goes through more presidents than like Congo. Um, <laughs> the, the it's like it's like they, they, there's an overthrow. Yeah, basically, you know, they they owe four hundred twenty-five million dollars to the victims, right? Yeah. Uh, from the Larry Nasser stuff, and they've all covered it up, and you know what I mean? Like the, they real, they're sort of like the church, the Vatican. You know, they were all in on this big scandal, so the head guy goes down, but the guy next to him that covered it up too gets promoted, right? So they've gone through like three or four of these people. So then they appointed the uh, the former governor of Michigan, the Engler guy, real bozo the clown. And uh, <laughs> he basically stated uh, that uh, the victims are better off right now. They're enjoying their time in the spotlight and uh, being on TV. And I'm thinking, yeah, like, really, dude? Yeah. Like, this is the head of a publicly-funded state university. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's the girl's dream to win a gold medal and then, you know, go on uh, the Good Morning America and talk about how she was molested. Like, I never get that. Like, when people say this about these women, she's just in it for fame. Yeah, yeah, because everyone wants to go and be embarrassed on TV. <laughs> like, like, I never really get, like, that whole, oh, what, what, yeah, what, what are these gymnasts getting out of this? You know what I mean? So it's, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. But uh, speaking of which, and we'll get back to uh, football here, but th- that promo that we did this morning made me remind me of your boy Chris Hansen got busted again, Cam. Dateline. <laughs> yeah, my boy? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. They should do to catch a predator on him. They should have one of the old victims come well, in and go, hey, Hansen, why is there lube and condoms in that grocery bag? That Oh, yeah, you're talking about she 13? Guy's a clown. He passed. Uh, here, I got his mugshot and stuff. He got arrested Good. on Monday in, Con- in Connecticut. He actually but, does that uh, new show from New York City. It's called Crime Watch Daily. I don't know. Uh, well, so he's, he won't he's be there anymore. now. No, it's no, over. no. It says he's got a Kickstarter account to try to get a show on the air. So he's done. Like <laughs> he uh, he passed thirteen thousand dollars in bad checks in, in the Stanford, really? Connecticut area. Yeah, fraud. And, this guy's got money. Yeah, he and, used to be. A, and come since. On, man. Since, uh, you know, he was Chris Hansen, the cops tried to, like, give him a break. They they called him, and they said, listen, we're not pressing charges. We need you to just come in here and explain your side of the story. He didn't show up. He didn't show up, so they arrested him. Yep. It's just it's amazing that a guy who spent his entire career, like, exposing people on TV just keeps getting busted every year. <laughs> but, Excellent point. Yeah, like, you know, anyways. Uh, all right, Whale Capper uh, with us. <laughs> AFC Conference Championship game. You're going to like this, uh, Whale Capper. Uh, you'll like this, Cam, too. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but Julian Edelman is picking up on the Tom yeah. Brady, nobody believes in us stuff. So he started this hashtag on Twitter, bet against us. So hashtag bet against us. And, you know, he's been tweeting all kinds of stuff about it. Hashtag, you know, blah, blah. You know, I dare you. You know, no one believes in us and all that crap. So. I couldn't resist. I sent him a tweet, and it was like, hashtag bet against us. I said, I plan on betting against you. The Chiefs win. <laughs> Go Chiefs, minus three. And I look forward to it. I usually don't troll professional athletes, and I wasn't insulting. I didn't swear or anything like that. He's saying bet against us, so I'm actually taking him up on that offer. But I don't like Julian Edelman. And he, out of all the New England Patriots, like he's right at the top of my list, actually. I'm not a Julian Edelman fan. He's a good football player, but I think he's a douchebag. 
and I look forward to seeing the Chiefs beat these guys. And uh, I'm going to tweet them after the game, hashtag bet against us. So the Chiefs have to come through under the blood moon on uh, Sunday night. But I'm pretty confident in this game, actually. Like, I really, the Rams-Saint game to me is be careful, dude. Don't bet on the Rams because you like them. Be careful. This Chief-Pat game, like, if somebody asks me one bet, one play out of the four games, I'm telling them, Andy Reid and the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, Will Capra. I'm all about the Chiefs this weekend. I'm with you. This is a great look. Um, great spot for them. Uh, Tom, you know, anytime you can get Tom Brady on the road and get him out of Foxborough, he's vulnerable. Um, you know, I know we we're talking about the greatest quarterback to ever lace him up, but uh, you know, his the home away stats over the course of his career are stark, uh, and maybe no more uh, apparent than this year, where they've taken losses to some pretty bad teams on the road. Um, there are only three Especially wins the playoffs on the road as well. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. They, yeah, yeah. All right. They, so, what are their three road good. wins? Uh, have, New York Jets, they, yeah. Buffalo Bills, and who? Yeah, and uh, and the Chicago Bears. Uh, they beat the Bears thanks to some special teams play. It certainly wasn't superlative play from Tom Brady that won them that game. Uh, and they beat the Jets and the Bills going up against backup quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they're not a particularly accomplished team on the road. They have some bad losses, too. Like, they're lost to Tennessee. They just they got down smoked. There, but Good call, Will Capper. Yeah. The game was horrible. And, uh, yeah, they got smoked by the Detroit Lions. They got smoked by the Jaguars. Yeah. I know those two games happened pretty early in the season when they kind of treat the pre- – they, they treat weeks one through four like an extended preseason. You can't necessarily hang a ton of uh, weight on those outcomes, but – um, but the no-show against Tennessee was concerning. Um, the loss to Miami uh, was outrageous. I mean, if Gronkowski makes that, that, that tackle at the end of that game, this game's in Foxborough uh, instead of Arrowhead, and we're having a very different conversation. Um, so yeah, we it's, are. It's, uh, I think the home field is going to be huge. Uh, I think um, you can, you know, the, it neutralizes a little bit the strength of the Patriots' offense right now, which is their offensive line. Um, you know, if that place is rocking, if that place is loud, uh, and if you can get interior pass rush on Tom Brady, that is literally the blueprint on how to beat him, how to fluster him, how to make him uncomfortable in the pocket. Get after him up the middle. Chris Jones, have a game, the game of your life on uh, on Sunday, and end this thing early. Um, flip, you know, you flip flip. Uh, flip sides of the ball here and you want to match up this uh, Kansas City offense against the Patriots defense, they are fast. They are diverse. They can hit you any which way uh, that you are giving them an angle to hit you. And the Patriots defense is slow. Uh, They presumably have talent in the secondary, uh, although I think they're a little bit overrated there. Um, And, you know, because they haven't necessarily played a who's who of quarterbacks this year. Uh, Patriots clearly the 32nd hardest schedule in the NFL this year. They played the easiest schedule for it. And, uh, you know, the one you know handful of times they've gone up against elite quarterbacks in, uh, in situations that um, were relatively neutral, uh, you know, they, they got points put on them big time. Uh, and uh, I don't think that this is going to be a team with the ball last, you know, wins. I don't think this is going to be competitive from whistle to whistle. Uh, I think the Chiefs get this win uh, in, in, uh, in style. Uh, first ever AFC championship game in Arrowhead is going to be a smashing success for this team. Andy Reid punches his first uh, Super Bowl ticket with the Kansas City Chiefs. And um, 
I, I'm pulling for him. I, I you know, I'm, this is a team that I think is fun to pull for. Uh, and, you know, the idea that the Patriots are these plucky underdogs is laughable. Uh, and, you know, the idea that, you know, they're going to get some motivational angle. Uh, I did a video because, about you know, that. Nobody believes in I'm like, get the hell out of here. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, 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 and you know what else? I'm going to take this a step further. Uh, you better be, you better be careful what you wish for pushing this button about nobody believes in us. Uh, you, you know, I don't necessarily think you want to tell Tom Brady that nobody believes in, in him at this point in his career because maybe he decides to hang him up this offseason. And then you are literally outside looking in as far as the playoff team for 2019. And, um, you know, because the, the, you know, the cupboard is bare. Bill Belichick has done a poor job of stack, you know, stacking this roster with talented players beyond uh, a couple of key positions. And, uh, and they are, you know, Tom Brady, they are a Tom Brady retirement away from the dynasty being over, which is uh, amazing to say after all the years watching them succeed. Yeah. That's the first game I, too, uh, Brent, see, what remember that sack too? Sent, uh, Julian Edelman, the tweet. He didn't bring down, he didn't like the only reason Tom Brady didn't get sacked. The guy got, thought he was going to get like, oh, we can't touch Tom Brady. He kind of got freaked out thinking, oh, I'm going to hit him late. The game was in New England. Kansas City was hanging around all the time. They didn't have two guys. Uh, they were missing guys on the defensive line. It's a whole different scenario. And the Patriots barely won that game. Like, I'm with you guys, man. I, Whale Capper, that line came out at a buck 45 money line. It's up to 160. Like, I smashed Kansas City. I'm just trying to middle it on a teaser, but. Uh, yeah, that's you know what, Marenzi, you might be right. This could they could win this game by like uh, I'm just like thinking like 13, 14 type points. They might it, it might be uh, not even close. The yeah. last time Great. it's hard Best to believe. Analog. Yeah, good. I was gonna say that it's hard to believe the New England Patriots as as great as they have been, and you know Brady the greatest, blah blah, and all that type stuff. And I'm not taking anything away from them, but they actually haven't won on the road in the playoffs since the 2006 season. Uh, it was actually technically January 14, 2007 against San Diego. and um, That was a gift, I think that, that, that game. Yeah, that San Diego game pissed that buddy, game away. They had the interception. Buddy on the they Chargers. fumbled it. Yeah. yeah, Buddy on the Chargers picked it off, and then he tried to return it. What he fumbled nightmare. it. Like on his own 20-yard line or something like oh, that. Marlon McCree. So, Marlon McCree. Yeah, Marlon McCree. Yeah. yeah. I like there's a little bit of justice, good. too. It's not the Super Bowl, but... Andy Reid lost his only Super Bowl trip to Bill Belichick, right? So it's almost like part of the journey here. You beat Bill Belichick, you go to the Super Bowl, and I don't think I'm being, I don't think I'm being overly melodramatic or anything like that when I state that. Listen, Andy Reid's probably a Hall of Famer as it is. People really like him. He's won a lot of football games. Um, you know, I'm going to have to dig in deeper. You know, would he get, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird who they let in when it comes to coaches. Like, Jimmy Johnson's not in. But they say, oh, he didn't coach long enough. I don't know. He won two Super Bowls. Like, I don't understand. And I'm a Bills fan. I don't understand how Jimmy Johnson's not a Hall of Famer. And Marv Levy is, who lost two Super Bowls to the guy. <laughs> you know? But that's just me. But if you're Andy Reid, this is, a, it's a trip to the Hall of Fame. You win your Super Bowl, you're getting into the Hall of Fame. All those wins... Two Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl win, and then conversely with Peyton and Breeze, it gives them it gives them claim to being like in that conversation. Like they they get two each, where suddenly they're they're elevated to that you know tier tier one A uh, type club. So there's a lot at stake. McVeigh's the young gun uh, in this, but you know we did a poll on Twitter for like 47 percent of the people 
said they're pulling for the Chiefs over the other teams right now. The Chiefs are sort of the feel-good story. Mahomes is a likable guy, very Steph Curry-ish. The NFL likes him as well. I think, you know, honestly, I think the Chiefs are going to uh, go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. That, that, that's, you know, at some point you have to pick a team here and pick a side. But I think it's going to be a rematch, you know, of the Rams and the Chiefs. And the, this time the Chiefs will beat them. Okay. I love that you brought up uh, the legacy aspect of this for Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Um, and it's going back to that 2006 season. It's a good uh, analog for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning couldn't get it done in the playoffs. He couldn't punch his ticket to the yep, Super yep, Bowl. Yep. He had to. He had to go through Belichick and Brady to do it. Exactly, Will Capper. And watch, yeah. watch. Yeah. Andy Reid and Mahomes are going to win like two Super Bowls in the next three years or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Phil Mickelson can. Yeah, yeah, he really. win a major forever. Wins a major and then wins a bunch of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't going to tell you. Yeah, Phil, Mickel- like yeah. Phil, Phil Mickelson. Just a quick update. The guys uh, might be, be a course record. The guys nine under through thirteen holes. But we'll talk about that later. Insane. Yeah, screw him. All right, sorry, Will. I, I, <laughs> I don't have him. I didn't bet on him, so screw him, right, Gabe? <laughs> screw him, anyways. Yeah, see you, Phil. Yeah, they got to They got to break. They got to break them. You know, you got to break your maiden at some point. And uh, once That's you find true. you, then you know, then it comes to you. You know, you're not overthinking it. And uh, you know, Pat Mahomes showed the kind of unflappable mentality that you need to be able to do this in your first crack. Last week, I felt like. Um, you know, they gave up, they give up that, um, blocked punt for a touchdown that could have 100% swung momentum in the game, but Pat Mahomes comes out, he keeps everybody cool and comfortable. He leads them on uh, a pretty impressive touchdown drive to effectively put the Colts away more or less because, you know, they clearly weren't doing it on offense. So, uh, you know, the best chance they had was, you know, Pat Mahomes, you know, ducks and turns it over or they get a quick three and out and then the Colts are back in that game. Now. Cool, cool, calm, and collected. Pat Mahomes rolls out there, you know, progresses down the field, you know, with ease. Uh, and, um, you know, that team, that Colts team, uh, was in a bad spot because it was their third straight week of travel. Yes. Uh, but they were more talented defensively than the Patriots, as far as I can tell you. Uh, and if he was finding success against that defense, he's going to get it against the Pats. And, um, you know, the, the, everybody, everybody is kind of peaking right now for the Chiefs, as far as I see it. Uh, and the home field advantage is just a cherry on top. Uh, if, you know, if I had to find an analog for this game, I would probably look back to, like, the Patriots going to the Broncos for the first time uh, a couple of years ago, uh, where they just, you know, from the whistle, uh, the Broncos dictated the way that that game was going to be, you know, the outcome of that game. Uh, and the Patriots never really uh, never really got off the bus. Will Capper. Uh, with us. Sorry, Will Capper, we've got a minute or two left uh, here. Uh, tennis. I know you. You're uh, you're a, a very good tennis uh, better. I see you're you're posting your your daily picks. Uh, but as the tournament moves on, I'm looking at the men's future here right now, and <laughs> no value here. I mean, uh, yeah. the Joker's no, plus one hundred, Federer's plus four hundred, Nadal's plus seven hundred. Uh, maybe on the women's side, do you have to, anything anything to leave us as far as tennis is concerned? Yeah, you know, actually, you know, I think you, there's probably is a little bit of value once you get past the top three on the men's side. Um, this is Novak Djokovic's tournament to lose. Uh, he is the most accomplished tennis player in Australian Open history. Six titles tied with Roger Federer. 
Uh, and uh, I'm sure he has it in his mind. I want to win my third consecutive uh, slam. I want to win the, you know, become the most, you know, accomplished uh, in the open era. And, um, and so it's dangerous to, you know, look for anyone outside of Djokovic. That said, uh, Nadal and Federer are both overpriced, in my opinion. I don't think uh, Nadal is anywhere near in the level of shape that will, you know, that he needs to be to, to beat some of the top players on tour once we get into the later rounds here. Um, I don't think he's on upset alert tonight against the young Aussie uh, Demon Hour. I think Demon Hour can get a set from him, but I would expect uh, Nadal to move into round four uh, when things get a lot tougher for him. Um, but yeah, I don't think Nadal and Federer are really threats to win at all, uh, which opens things up on the bottom half of the draw. If you want to take a take a uh, uh, an up and comer uh, who's in good form, uh, Russian kid uh, um, Karin Hachinov. Uh, he's pretty dangerous player if he gets by uh, if he gets by Roberto out you know, uh, um, Batista Agu uh, today then uh, he's got a pretty clear path in my opinion to make the uh, the semifinals and potentially the finals uh, and he's got a pretty generous price uh, and on the other side of the draw it has to be said uh, that Milos Raonic a player who has been maligned by fans and tennis fans in general for a long time. Uh, pulled off a very impressive win yesterday against an informed Stan Wawrinka. Um, Raonic probably comes out of the second quarter. If by some miracle someone upsets Djokovic before he uh, Raonic has to face him in the uh, in the semifinals, then uh, then Raonic is a pretty dangerous take. Women's draw, Serena, Serena is going to win. So don't even look past Serena. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions. Great radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks to uh, Will Capper for joining us. Uh, New York Knicks aren't letting up, Cap. I know. Crushing. It's uh, good for one account, bad for another. Uh, New York Knicks are up uh, by 10 right now. 89-79. There's eight minutes left, and uh, the Wizards are uh, playing, uh, I don't know, they're playing like the Wizards. Uh, actually, it'd be a big win uh, for the New York Knicks. The Knicks don't have a lot of positives uh, going on for them this year. They're actually battling, though. Like they're, you know, there's there's not as much negativity around a team that's two and seventeen as you'd think, or actually as there should be, to be honest. Um, you know, it's crazy. We were talking about the other day, Cam, about media markets and stuff, and people talk about people talk, you know, about oh, New York and. And the New York Giant coaches seem to really get the deer in the headlight thing going. But what I see, look, the New York Daily News is pretty critical of the Knicks. 
and but they're basically like banned from the building. And the New York Post, I don't know, the Post always seems to have a positive spin on everything. This player played well, and sort of like watching like uh, Leafs Leafs TV like ten years ago. Yeah, remember our, <laughs> our poor boy like uh, Mark Osborne would come on, and like they were they lost six two, and like you know him and Andy Bennett would focus in on. Oh, look at this great power play goal. It's like you know you lost six two, right? Like it's a train wreck, but. <laughs> Seems like they're point. like the Knicks. I don't know. It seems like the Knicks, like, I don't know. It's like they scared everybody into either not talking about them or talking about them favorably. And they're pretty good at it. I'll be, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's to the point where I'm like, ah, it's not even worth talking about them. <laughs> like, you know, and I just sort of move on. But, uh, you know, I had a good feeling about today. I figured, you know, in London, you know, you got all this cancer stuff going on. Uh, the players are even saying, oh, it's too bad, uh, you know, Cantor's not here, and, you know, we're going to play for him here. And Trey Burke was talking about playing with some pride here today. I bought into it, and and uh, it's paying off so far. We'll see if uh, the Knicks can hang on. All right, uh, so uh, Michael Leone is in for uh, Dinkmeyer and uh, for Ricky Sanders. We'll talk some NBA DFS for the record tonight, the Toronto Raptors. At least the Raptors let everyone know early uh, their intentions. Kawhi yeah. Leonard's not playing tonight. Now, God, no. He, he played last night, so I didn't think he was going to play tonight. So that didn't surprise me. Kyle Lowry's not playing tonight. Correct. And uh, Ananobi's not playing tonight. The line went from 11 and, and a half to 8. I think it's – is it too high still? I don't know. It depends. Do you, do you, it's are you going to play with some pride? Yeah, I know. You lo- you lose to the Celtics, you're back at home against the Suns. And, uh, i got to believe the second unit, though, are going to go out there and try to make a statement. They might cover that number, but I don't know. I'm not in any rush to bet it. I ha- like it at, at 8. I think people are thinking with all the guys out, Phoenix might be the play. Maybe the Raptors are the play tonight, Gabe. We hit the total by a point and a half last night, but the side didn't go very well. Started well, didn't end well. Not very happy no, with the whole performance. Home team's now 8-0. In Raptors and Celtics games, the last eight games, eight no straight up and against the spread. But neither am I, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm a little tired of it actually. As good as as good as they are this year, yeah, I agree it's with like you. Three, four it, times, dude. They played on TNT or ESPN and national television, and they, and they yeah, yeah, they play horribly. And then they go and they beat a bunch of crap teams up, and then they play something good again, and they tank again. Like it's getting a little old. Problem, to be honest, what I like, like is, I, you're in New York. Like to step and up a- and win one of these games. Yeah, damn right. You're giving a fair assessment. And you know what the thing is? The Raptors are so good now, they're getting a free pass because the Leafs are shit, right? So they get all the attention right now. But some people, I liked it. I was just flipping around in the channels, and we're not going to give these guys a free pass anymore, Marenzi. What have I learned about this team? They, they've blown 17-point leads. A lot of the time, they can't finish. There's a lot of concerns. Hell, the Raptors are a great team. We know that. But sometimes when we're watching There's them, always a little excuse, Cap. That's, that's the thing. It's yeah. like, well, yeah. well, Kyle's not playing. Well, Kyle just got oh, back. No. Well, Kyle. Why? Good it's team always, win. yeah, it's always wow. Well, they were in a bad spot. They played last night, but well, it's like yeah, you know. Out. Listen, they beat Milwaukee after they got throttled by San Antonio. They beat Milwaukee on the Saturday night in Milwaukee. That was yes. a statement game. Milwaukee are good. Milwaukee had beaten them earlier in the year, you know. So they stepped up then, but you know, there's just been too many flat performances. I mean, the Vince Carter night flat, Kawhi Leonard night in San Antonio flatter than a two day old Coke. Flat. Yep. Uh, last night, flat. You know, how are you flat against the Boston Celtics, man? Like, really? It's just, Gabe. I don't mind the losing, but it's the way they lose these games. My favorite flat is uh, usually go flatter than Allie McBeal. 
Yeah, I don't like picking on her. I know. She's she's in Supergirl now. She's the boss. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Ellie McBeal's all right. She never did nothing to me. My, my, take, my takes have matured now. Like, I'm not, I don't yeah. make it personal now. <laughs> Sorry. I, I enjoy the, 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 the immature ones, but that's good. A flatter than a two-day-old Coke, that's very flat. You know, I like my carbonation fresh. I'm just saying, Gabe, let's not, like, I'll be honest with life, you. I dropped the whole there, flatter cons- thing because, it's, because yeah. of uh, breast cancer. <laughs> Like, oh, good call. Honest. Good call. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what I mean? I sort of like thought it out once. I'm like, man, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, maybe, like, you know, does she have, like, and I realized, I was like, I got to drop that from the repertoire. <laughs> like, so I've actually good dropped it. Good good replacement with two day old Coke. But as for You're the Raptors, and we'll get off. You leave a Coke yeah, out for two days, it's going to get flat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. I, I, it's funny. I had, a, I had a ginger ale on my uh, dresser, and I forgot it was from a couple days ago. I had, ugh. And I even don't mind it like a little bit flat, but it was horrible. Anyway, this Raptor stuff, you're, you're correct, man. And the thing is, there's still a lot that they need to work on. They are an elite team, but I don't like the pattern. I don't like the blown leads and the way they play down the stretch in games that they can't win. It's concerning, Marenzi, but there's a lot of time to right the ship. And uh, as we move forward, I'd like to see Kawhi Leonard play a little bit more. Hell, I know you want to save the, the guy. It's the Phoenix Suns, but you got to play, you know, start playing a little bit more. That's that's all. Listen, it's not the end of the world, but the, it's concerning. It's not the end of the world. They lost the game to the Celtics. It is what it is. Look, it, it was eight in a row. It wasn't yeah. a surprise, right? Yeah. It was. Yeah. I said it yesterday. Seven straight times the home team has won and covered in the Raptors and the Celtics. I mean, the, the Celtics are better than a record are. The, to me, the Celtics are kind of the the rival of the Raptors. The Sixers are good, but. I'm not really overly concerned. Like they'll 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 come bust along the way. Um, you know the Celtics are going to get dangerous because Stevens is a good coach. I just think it was a little overblown his greatness, but he is a good coach. They have a lot of talent, and Kyrie Irving's better in playoff games than he is in regular season games. Kyrie's kind of flaky in a regular season, like but he's a big shot guy. I'm I'm concerned about them. I think the Raptors need to make a little move. We talked about bringing Bradley Beal in. I don't know if they can pull it off without busting the chemistry up of the uh, the basketball team. But let's get a couple of calls in uh, here. Let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Jason, and uh, then we'll go to Davey. Let's start off uh, with Jason. We we're, we're uh, we played fair here, Jason. Uh, I think Jason was on hold first, so we'll go to Jason. What's up, Jason? Hey, hey, I'm hey, uh, Mr. Morenci. Uh, oh, thanks for taking my call, buddy. Hey, good stuff. How you doing, Jason? Good, good. I, I always hate this. I talk to you, and it's always, uh, you know, the way. So I say it, I think, and sit, listen, and look the response, you know, for the whole delay thing, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to turn your radio down. Turn your computer down. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you get on the delay no, with the radio. No, I'm, yeah. I'm on Bluetooth with my phone turned down, and it's all just me and you. Trust me, I got this game at home, this whole uh, – have you have you guys ever heard that expression before? I got this Cam or Gabe. I got this Gabe at home. <laughs> As opposed yeah. to like, I was saying, you know, you know, you're drinking and driving with a opening beer in your hand, you're, and you're like, hey, be careful! Like, oh, I got this Gabe at home. You know, or, 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 so or you got an open container, or you got a zigzag, or you got a zigzag in your lap, and you're you're rolling one, you're like. Hey, be careful. Like, oh, please, I, I got this game at home, you know. <laughs> David, you guys both know what I'm talking about. So, so check this out. <clears throat> I got to talk with you guys because um, I appreciate your calls and everything else. And uh, Yang's been very great and very gracious with me. 
and um, as of, as of your whole FNTSY network, it's been you know been sweet. I spoke to you guys on a, a couple of occasions. I was overserved on a couple of occasions, and I spoke to you guys. And then when you hung up, you're like, "Oh my God, Jason! Jason, Cam and Gabriel, like, oh, it's Jason was overserved. Oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good yeah, no, way to put it. That, that, that's it. That's most of our callers are. Yeah, no, most of our callers are overserved. But that's yeah, not most true, of our callers Gabriel. Are. That's not true. Okay, so I got I got a whole big uh, cardboard thing. I got like nine things, one through nine circles written down that I want to break it down to. And I figured I could do a um, uh, we'll do an inaugural thing and do it on a regular basis. It'd be great and do a uh, five things in five minutes. You know. Well, you know. Um... You've, you've, okay. We're pretty much into five minutes right now, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't yeah, have time yeah. for nine things. Exactly. How about two no, things? Okay, what do you great. got for us, okay, Jason? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 first of all, Gabriel, that's funny. You're going to bust my balls. I'll bust yours. You said you lost your virginity on the morning after. Okay. No, and I'll give you a sports thing now, which is one of my teacher things, and it's being great. But no, Gabe, you said oh, you were 12 and she was 16, and and my two. You know, you know, Gabe, that, that that's a trip, dude, because. I was like 11 and she was 15. And so me and you got more common than once again. We got like Yeah, you're, you're a lucky man. Once again. No, no, no. Nowadays it's so you. No, so exactly. Like I said, when that, when that Me Too movement came out a few months back a year ago, I was waiting for some calls from some chicks in high school from the backseat of my car that said no three times. And we had the best sex in our life, you know. I, I waited for those calls. <laughs> From back then, hey, you too. No, don't, no, don't, no, don't. Oh, and then next thing you know, we're in love, you know. So anyway, so you guys, True love. okay, five, you know, Gabe, Gabe, no, dude, you got me. Okay, five things in five minutes. What do you, uh, real quick. Uh, Bill, first of all, Bill Belichick, the reason that he won't uh, uh, lose this game and he'll move on is because he has some drinks with the devil in the past. Gabe, me and you both know that. As much as me. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick Mahomes burned me. No, Patrick Mahomes, he's a freak. He's like an alien. Patrick Mahomes, he burned me two, three times. But no, Bill Belichick is, uh, is, has drank some beers and shots and smoked the dude with the devil. You're saying he made a pact with the devil. That's why they win. Oh, oh, times, times 50. Oh, no, yeah. You know, no, definitely, no question. But no, but, but uh, what do you got? I got, I got back to that. Yeah, well, number two is going to be hard to top after that one. Yeah, yeah I number agree. Number two, well, no, that was like, that was like two. A bell check, double, hold on, hold on. Oh, virginity, I got the virginity thing. Um, We got, uh, see, what do you got here? Hold on, give me one more second, guys, please. I, I, I see, if I was a holster, listen, yo, Cam, knock it off. I was a holster. You've been on, you've been on, you've been on. Nah, yeah, it wasn't that way. Well, you know, we, we have just I was on hold for an hour and a half, and uh, now I'm really drunk. So that that place is like <laughs> you've been overserved again. Oh, hey, overserved, okay, over-served. over-served. Any any sir, love football best friends? Oh yeah, okay, right, listen, okay. Last thing I'll leave you with. Right, one there's more, there's Jason. One more. One more. We've got other callers on hold. We love you, Jason, but we got other callers on. One more. One more point, buddy. Make it strong. Okay. This is all good. This will be beyond strong. So, um, so you guys have known each other for I don't know how many years. And if Cam, if you got one good story that you can throw me about Gabe from the early years that nobody knows, that's my last question. I think everybody knows everything. 
Yeah. No, Dave, no. That's the thing. I was going to say about falling down the stairs, uh, <laughs> the club breaking your leg. No, that's there. Yeah, it's tough, Marenzi. All the things that have happened to you, people know about because they were around us when it happened. There's no secrets. I once scared, I once scared Cam in a hotel room in Buffalo. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Actually, that's when we became friends that night. That's a great, that, that story, I think everyone knows that story. But that's good. Yeah, when I came That's home and it was dark and I turn on the light and you're in the corner, having I'm like, holy jeez. It's like, oh, man, I don't know how I got in your room, to be honest. That's another thing. I don't know how you got in the room. <laughs> you were kind of in the fetal position in the corner drinking a Budweiser, and I'm like, uh, I guess we should no, talk. No, I was sitting in a corner chair. Yeah, corner chair. It was kind of creepy, I was sitting though. in, like, a corner chair. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty wild. Yeah, we had a nice talk that night. Yeah, you brought up good points. You were pissed off. Your uh, your radio uh, streak got broken. You were the Cal Ripken of radio, and uh, that angered you. Yeah. Hey, the problem was the walls were thin in that hotel. Very <laughs> so. thin. Very thin. It's a long ride back. Yeah, sure yeah. was. We'll sure share was. the story down the road, uh, Jason. All right, let's go yeah. to uh, let's go to Davy. Davy. Hello, fellas. Hey, What's up, Davy. How you doing, How's buddy? Today? Good stuff. We got, you got hey, the guys. radio pipes. I, I, you I, sound you like would, a broadcaster. You were I, never I, I a radio announcer? Pardon me? You were never a radio announcer? I do a little horse bit of that in Saskatoon. I do, yes. Yeah, yeah. You should be say, doing yeah, horses be like all great. day. You sound great. Yeah, you should be like the guy at the track, you know, and then the three horse, I, five I, to I, one. I, I am the track announcer here at Marquis Downs in Saskatoon. That's a hell of a guess. That's wow. unbelievable, isn't it? Wow, we're pretty good. Creskin like. Good call. I won't keep you guys too long. Uh, I just got a message for this Jason fellow that just called in. Next time, Jason, you want to call a sports show? Get to the friggin' point. But anyway. <laughs> Jason, uh, Jason's a good guy. Listen, I, I like Jason's. Right? Yeah, he, Jason's he a good guy. He's a big fan right. of the show. Uh, is, he's calling during happy hour. What, what, what can yeah, you do? He's, he's oh, yeah, he guy. loves happy hour. Yeah. Uh, he's happy hour, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, going back to yesterday, i got to thank uh, both, of the, both of you guys for one pick each. Uh, last night, St. John over Creighton. Uh, Gabe, that was your pick. That was deadly for me. And, Cam, you had the nightcap. Uh, the big uh, San Jose lost to Arizona. The both games made me money. I can't thank you both enough for that. Hey, thanks. Well, Cam was man, on appreciate fire last it. night. I didn't, I didn't have a great night last night, but we're on the well, Knicks I, right I, I, now. I, Go yeah, Knicks. Which is good. I think they're blowing it. No, they're only down. They're down two. So they better Ooh. cover. The game better not go to overtime. That's all you hope for. You guys mind if I uh, give you a, a quick uh, three-game parlay tonight? Sure. Yeah, bring sure. it on. Okay. We're looking at the Charlotte Hornets at home. Charlotte at home. Yep. Uh, Boston uh, Bruins will rebound tonight. They're going to take it at home tonight, and the Islanders will score. Charlotte, Boston, and New York Islanders. Try it. <laughs> nice. Charlotte, Boston, and the New York Islanders. Watch out for the Leafs as a dog Dave. tonight. Watch out, Dave. Leafs could be a good pooch. We're hey, going to jump into our picks. Look. We'll try and talk to you next week there. Hey, have a thanks one. for the kind words that call there, Dave. May the winners be yours. Me and Cam will run through all the games, give you our takes. We'll see if Hanger can top. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Overtime decision. Red Heat Rage Radio continues Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Under 10 seconds remaining. I'm not sure what the hell the Washington Wizards are doing. What are you guys doing? What are you doing? That was one of the, this is one of the strangest sequences I've ever seen in my life. Like the 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 Knicks are up by one. They had the basketball with like ten seconds yeah. left. Yet the Wizards played like defense. No, they didn't foul. They got <laughs> no, no. They decided to play defense. No, no. But the thing is, and they successfully like uh, there was a shot clock violation. Like the Knicks shot, they missed. There's three point three seconds left now, though only. Like I don't know. That's, so like if that's you're, stupid. That's if you foul yeah, early, like if you got time to keep on working it. It's a free throw work. The, the whole I'd rather be of, down. Yeah, I'd rather the be whole down point three is extending with eight game seconds game. left. Yeah, you you I'd rather you be down three with eight seconds left yes, than yes, yes. than be down one with three point three seconds left because yes. now you just gonna have to force a shot up. Correct. But one hundred to uh, to ninety nine right now. Three point three seconds remaining. All right, you got to read for us, Cam. Yeah, of course I do, Moran. See, it's funny you mentioned that. You're reading my mind. The DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf back for 2019 with the all-new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Trust me, man. Yeah, I wish we uh, put Phil Mickelson in our lineups there. Lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced groupings, customizable projections for both FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and golf simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools, head-to-head betting and three-ball betting tools, PGA Pro Trip, uh, subscriber chat, and a whole lot more. Go to DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium, choose Golf, and enter the promo code GOLF19 for that 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium, click on Golf, and enter the promo code GOLF19 for a special 10% discount. Phil going bananas right now. Minus 10 through 15 holes. We'll see how it ends. Phil lighting it up. All right. Um, the uh, Washington Wizards are inbound in the ball. 3.3 seconds uh, remaining in a basketball game. Game on the line. They inbound a the ball. Here comes the desperate shot. Blocked. Beauty. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, Foul? what the hell? No, no. I, it's, he just dunked it in. Yeah, it says Washington 101-100. So if you took hold the on, Wizards, you win both. No, it says end four. I think, the Knicks, a, I think the Knicks I think the Knicks just lost. They did. With like 0.0 time left on the clock. Like this is yeah, this no. is going to be painful and gut wrenching for them. Yeah, I wow. just uh, show the show the replay. I'm watching a game live. I have the MSG yeah. network on here. All right, here's the replay. I thought it was blocked, but no. Look, he goes no. up. Is it good? Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. I was part right. I like how I went to Dick Enberg. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. What I was heck? right cuz no cuz I was like block and then I saw the wizard players jumping up and down. I'm like what did he dunk it? Am I blind? And I'm like they finally they showed a replay here. It was goaltending. I think they yeah. called goaltending was 0.0.2 seconds left and it is goaltending. The ball's on the way up. That's tough on the Knicks. That's brutal. Oh, I feel for these guys, man. That's that's that's. Tough. Oh, I don't know if anyone's watching this right now, guys at home. Like, if you're watching this, this is 
Like, if this is a big game, it would be like, oh, my God, what happened? But, yeah, this is gut-wrenching. I'm not going to lie, though. I took the Wizards uh, in-game to win the game. That's it, buddy. Now both. Winner, winner. It's true, Morency, over your well, we're gonna uh, your lose that second old half. age. No more breast jokes. It's more about flat coke. And instead of what the F, it's, <laughs> oh, my goodness, you're really changing. We're well, we're on the old. radio. I don't usually yeah, say, oh, true. my goodness, too often. <laughs> it no, came out don't. naturally. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, we're going to go to the calls in a second here. I'm just, I just, I just want to see. We're yeah. waiting for the call to decide this stupid game here. Our second oh, half over today. They're reviewing it. Yeah, they're taking forever. I didn't like that. I don't know. It's either goaltending or it's not goaltending. And it happened before the shot ended. So make up your mind. It's goaltending. To you know me, it's playing well right now, Gabe. Remember uh, who Ernie Els beat up sport? on the plane? Steve Marino. Oh, no. You know, I, I forgot. Steve, there. Just Steve Marino. I haven't, what, Steve playing Marino. I, haven't seen, I haven't seen Steve Marino on a leaderboard in like five years. It's, uh, yeah, he's uh, 500. Good start for playing? Steve. I'm actually, I'm actually root, I'm rooting for him, man. He needs money. That's the thing. Like, Marino hasn't been in the game for a while. He needs to get a paycheck. That's what I love about golf, you know? It's... One or two good weeks, man, you get your lifestyle back. You know? Just got to put it together. I don't know how long they're going to take. I don't know how long they're going to take to make up their mind here. Like, holy crap, guys. (laughs) Stooge. It's, watch. All right, here They they want to milk it for the fans. They want to milk it. I think the Knicks are going to lose. Well, on the CBS app, it already says the game's final. It says it's a final. What the hell's... It Basket says, counts. Uh, 101-100, yep. Who so says it's that? over. I feel like Michael Cohen. Who who says that? <laughs> CBS Sports has it 101-100 final. They don't know what they're talking about. They're still playing. I'm watching. Oh, okay. There's 0.4 seconds left. The Knicks just called a timeout. Crazy. I'm telling you, those sports sites will screw you for the scores, bro. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been. No, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. An old Remember we talked about investing in a certain company? Their app's been down during, like, when I'm checking out scores in hockey games and trying to, like, hedge bets. It's really pissed me off. I gassed them, and I got, a, I got another app. You know? I had to, I, I had to go surf around. Point four. Yeah, yeah, point yeah. four. I'm, I'm, Nick Paul? Yeah. Right, we appreciate you. I'm watching a game. He's Yang. watching it. I like Yang. Just giving, a, giving like everyone an update. <laughs> Even though you're watching the game, giving them an update. No, but was that on the air or in our headset? Like, I told Yang, only talk on uh, the air. I don't know. Because <laughs> otherwise, we respond to him, and people don't know what's going on. Was that on the air or off the air, Yang? That was That's on the air. This Yang is on the air. It, this is on the air. All right, yeah, right. yeah. But then you talk, and then you disappear, and yeah. you're back. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. We love you, Yang, but keep the reporting to a minimum. <laughs> I love tough that. I just said, I'm, I'm what? No, I'm not tough on Yang. I know. <laughs> Another birdie. Phil Mickelson's 11 under. This is no, no. Yang, Yang's trying to help, but I just stated I'm watching the game. Watching the game. Like, yes. I'm describing the game play by play, and then Yang comes in to tell us what's going on in the game. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> so here are the Knicks inbounding the ball with 0.4 seconds left. See CBS final, my ass. All right. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Knox inbounding. They, they, they can get a desperation shot off. I don't know. They're not going to hit it, though. All right, shots off. No. I, no. 
Now it's final. No good. Now it's final. 101-100 final score. Washington Wizards win. And I swear, I thought I've seen a team lose in every freaking which way possible, man. That's a new way. Wow. That's a tough loss for, uh, that's a tough loss right there. Yeah, that's tough. All right. Let's let's go to uh, Kyle from Minnesota. We'll get to our main man, Big Card Julio. What up, Kyle? Hey, how are you? What's going on? Good, good. Yeah, you are, uh. Uh, let me get one uh, uh, a bet for you guys. Let me get a bet for you yeah. guys. Is this and, Jason? Uh, <laughs> Yang. Uh, yeah. You've Have you been tricks. fooled, Yang? Oh, <laughs> uh, Yang. Yang got fucking yeah, played. So, so listen, Gabe. Hey, watch, Gabe, watch, watch no, the F-bobs. No. Watch no, the F-bobs, Jason. The Rams, Rams plus 60. I'm going to give you a 14 teaser. I'll put $1,000 on. Pays back seven fifty. Um, All right. The Rams plus, Jason, listen, the Rams listen plus bro, 60. bro. Bro, we've got other callers, bro. We, we like we like your calls and stuff, but we got other people on hold as well, bro. So, um, yeah, come on, Yang. Yeah, come on. See now, no, 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 now, now there's no hitter, Cam. You can't say, oh, there's yeah. a no hitter. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I so got tricked. Everybody gets did tricked. You, you know? Did he do? Uh, he disguised did he do the his same voice and everything. And called from a different number. <laughs> Wow, people are shifty, Yang. You got to be like a PI. Feel it yeah, out. Yeah. Well, I can tell. Like it's the Midwest Midwest accent. Hey, listen, I respect his dedication, but we got. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> it's very dedicated. Good call. Yeah. All right, all right. We got to re- reset right now. See, this is what happens. That's why Jim Rome says um, the more of me and less of you is better for the show. Let's go to a uh, big card, Julio. Uh, right now. What's up, Big Card Julio? Hey, gentlemen. Uh, ha- uh, happy uh, Thursday to you guys. Uh, I took the in-game over for the total in this Knicks game, but uh, well, that yeah, was cool. Yeah. Sorry about uh, that. I was, I was going for over. It's all right. Yeah, I was going for overtime. But... Well, uh, I tweeted out, look, hey, I tweeted out, take the Knicks before the game started. Knicks plus eight. I missed that. I'm at work. You know, I'm, at, I'm uh, doing some play-by-play tonight, so I was doing some prepping. Uh but that's okay. Hey, uh, I got a big card tonight, so I'm looking for some big winners. <laughs> no, you got a big card. Big card. <laughs> yeah, uh, shocking. I know. It's shocking. Uh, I've got uh, two parlays I need. Rafael Nadal to close from last night. I'm just going to go straight to the picks here, guys. Uh, I, I, I jotted that. Uh, I like that guy from Saskatoon. Some great pipes from uh, – I want to go to his track and hear him uh, do some announcing. That would be pretty cool, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, look, sound, he sounds me, like an announcer. Yeah, he does. I love the pipes. Uh, being an announcer, I, I'm, I'm attracted to uh, good voices. So, uh, hey, power to that guy. Mid-major cards is so fascinating when you see a, a really good team with an outstanding record going on the road against a mediocre either 500 or below 500. If you, if you look at the markets throughout the day, you can find some of the, those hidden gems in the value. I've been playing Central Michigan a lot this season. They beat Northern Illinois at plus money, which I was still dumbfounded at why Central Michigan were, were the, uh, the underdogs in that game. Tonight, College of Charleston, 14-4 and four on the season. They're at plus value on the road against Northeastern. Uh, Northeastern, they won two in a row, but they're against terrible teams in their conference. Northeastern's 9-8 and eight on the season. Give me College of Charleston plus money on the money line tonight on the road against Northeastern. 
Uh, I'm taking uh, a goal in the first 10 minutes, yes, please, for Toronto against the Tampa Bay ride, the Lightning. Uh, minus 190 was the over one and a half. That's too much for my blood. And uh, so I'm going goal in the first 10 minutes of what I hope to be is a wild game between uh, those two teams. Uh, I'm going um, let's see, uh, Southeast Missouri State against Moorhead State over 145. Stanford, Washington, and some Pac-12 hoops over 139. San Diego against Portland, the Pilots over 135 in those two games. Uh, just filled out a parlay of Sloan Stevens. UNC Greensboro, they're on the road against uh, Western Carolina. Northern Kentucky against Cleveland State. And Hofstra against UNC Wilmington. So those, those are uh, my plays. Julio, back in the in yeah. me and uh, Gabe, Gabe in our, our younger days, we used to have sound effects for the team, and uh, Moorhead State was a lot of fun. Remember, Gabe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Moorhead State. Uh, well, you know, we could we could we could uh, we could re uh, sound effects. Yeah, we yeah. could re reboot the uh, reboot the old sound effects for each uh, each team, <laughs> or at least some of them. That's my card. I'm thankful. I'm extremely thankful I got the Super Bowl off at my radio station I work at. So I'm talking with a buddy. We're either going to Vegas or, uh, since I'm in here in Chicago, maybe fly to Memphis and go to Mississippi to one of those sports books. Or, or I, you know, it's cold, so I don't want to go to another cold weather place. But maybe Jersey would be on the cards too if we can get uh, a good fare out there. You know what, Julio? Yeah, I got—I don't have the bucket list stuff, but my goal is to go riverboating on the Mississippi on one of those like Colonel Sanders suits and like gamble my ass off. You know those like Southern uh, boat cruises? I've been dreaming about it. Maybe one day. I said, sir, give me College of Charleston money line, yeah. sir. Yeah, exactly. It'd be fun. Riv- riverboating yeah, and gambling. I don't know yeah. if they have riverboat sports gambling yet. Uh, uh, maybe awesome. a Bolupti. Maybe Biloxi, Mississippi, near uh, near Nolans, but uh, I know in Mississippi, near Memphis, it's in uh, Robbinsville. It's like a gambling village out there. I was thinking about heading cool. out there for Super Bowl weekend, and then I'll, and then I'll be much more conservative because I'll be using real money and not credit. So yeah, I, yeah, that's, yeah that's you'll find with, that. That's, that's the thing with me. Like when I'm in Vegas, I, I, I'm much more sharper. My cards are a lot shorter. With this credit system, and I can't wait till Illinois or maybe Indiana legalizes it soon. With the credit system, it's like I'm at Whole Foods. I want this. Give me that. Give me this. Give me that. And then uh, I've got no change at the end of the night, guys. Yeah, the intervention clearly did not help last week. It didn't help last week, did it, Julio? (laughs) No, it uh, it it kind it kind of did. I'm just uh, I'm not. My problem too is the in games are just like, ooh, I like this. I like that. I'm studying here. And uh, I'm trying to find some value, gentlemen. Well, good luck, uh, BCJ. Hope you hit some winners big, uh, tonight. Big hey, card, you too, Julio. big card, Dam. You yep. guys take care <laughs> now. Oh, hey, by the way, for you degenerates out there, whack action tonight. Uh, I'm not in Phoenix, but Chicago State plus 25 ugh, against uh, Grand Canyon. I like the under in that one. I don't play teams I broadcast, but uh, that's a little too much points, uh, Grand Canyon right there. That's asking a lot for uh, the uh, Antelopes in Phoenix tonight. That's my team, the Lopes. Yeah, yeah that's They're right. They're a good team. No, you are, Gabe? They're a good team. You're MC. You're MCM, Medium Card Morency. I mean, no, yeah, no, my cards have been a little bit too big, too. They've, they've yeah, you've you got, got a big stack there, Gabe. 
Yeah, yeah, they've been a little bit. I've eased up. I've eased up. Yeah, I've eased up. I've eased up a bit. You got to be conscious of it. Like I said, you bet 10, 12 games in a night, man. The juice is going to add up and kill you. And it's just going to be these wild swings. You might go eight and two one night. You're going to be four and six. And it's just sort of all over the place. Uh, but like we said, it's recreational, right? It's, you know, it's yeah, if you're, 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 having, you're having fun with it and laying it down. And that's what I do during the week right now. I'm going to increase the units. But you know, Chicago State, three and 14, 0 and 12 on the road. Lopes only 10 and 7 on the year, so it doesn't look like it's. Uh, well, I guess if they win the conference. You, you think Grand Canyon have a chance of winning the conference this year? Without a doubt. So, wide open conference this year. New Mexico State are usually the top of the class, but even they are struggling to start conference play. I love the tournament in Las Vegas. I think uh, Grand Canyon, New Mexico State, Utah Valley, and Seattle, those four teams all have a shot uh, to punch their ticket to the dance. Hey, uh, may the winners be yours, big card, Julio. Uh, big card, Cam. Have a good one, buddy. Card, big card, Marenzi. You guys take care. <laughs> you got it. MCM. MCM. Like I said, um, Grand Canyon qualify. Grand Canyon uh, qualify for uh, for the NCAA tournament. Their stock's going to really take off. This is almost like yeah. the final chance again. It'll spike Get up it, again. Bo- <laughs> <laughs> right, stock game time tip. decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Fancy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Then I love about Yang how he scores himself. Yeah, he's a pretty generous yeah, scorer. No, that was a grand slam, Yang. <laughs> All right, not grand slam, but what a three-run shot, Cam. Yeah, I, I, I call it at least. Uh, yeah, yeah, two. You're run, a nice. You're going to be a nicer scorer keeper than me. I'm saying yeah. that's a three-run home run or something. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, least, he uh, gave up a long two-run triple. Two-run triple. Uh, that was not a, a shaky not a grand inning. slam yet. Not a grand slam. We're not but taking close. him out of the game. No, but we're yeah. He got rocked. It was one of those two out doubles in. that you give up. You know, it was just like a two yeah, out I'm double. A triple, that you give I'm not going to say home run like Marenzi, but you gave up a deep triple. Scored runs. And the guy called so back apologizing too. He's like, "Hey, I didn't mean to do that." You know, I was like, "Yeah, dude, yeah, like, it's all good. It's, it's all right. It happens. <laughs> it does." Hey, afternoon cocktails. Gabe said, "Hey, happy hour. It uh, induces." Uh, Interesting behavior. It's cool. Hey, why don't you get into the sauce? It's party time. Hello? Yeah, you going, baby. Are Cam. we there? Yeah, you there, Cam. What's happening, Yang? 
The show was going on. What happened? I don't know what happened to Gabe. I don't know what happened to Gabe. I don't know either. You got big, uh, big maybe, cat. He, maybe he dropped. Is Big Cat on the line? Yeah, Big Cat or, is here. Okay. Hey, Big Cat, what's happening? Much. I was going to quick question for you guys. Uh, to refer to uh, clam chowder, what's in the kitchen? What do you guys know about this Freddie Kitchens coming over to the Cleveland Browns? Well, he's, he's been with the Browns for a while. Big Cat stuck with the organization. I kind of like I like kitchen. I don't like uh, that hire, though. Gabe and I were talking about Jones. That, that seems kind of weird to me. Like, you know, Cleveland, got they pick up all these guys, and then they and then uh, Chris Jones gets uh, part of the organization. Like, uh, Gabe brought up a, a fantastic point with uh, Deron Carter. The guy's a receiver. Oh, let's try him out at defensive back. That was an absolute gong show there. Oh, maybe linebacker. Like, I don't get it, man. Like, it's, it's a very interesting hire. I guess he's respected in uh, football circles, but... It doesn't make much sense to me that, like, you know, he was that popular of a guy that Cleveland wanted to go out and get him. It's weird. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like he's the uh, – it's not like no, he's, he's on the, the defensive staff. No, but I he's still just – Well, you can't find a guy from college or whatever that's like him, though, Gabe. I just find it to be odd. Like, oh, he's so good in the Canadian Football League, we're going to hire him? Like, doesn't yeah, but it's sense. not like he's making a game plan for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a strange yeah, – yeah, my, my point my point is, though, why him? You know? The same thing. Same thing. They labeled Chris Jones uh, a special defensive specialist. What the hell does that mean? Like I was going to say, Chris Malinovich was the uh, was a quarterback coach and a coach. He went to the yeah. NFL as a quarterback coach. Basically, like any CFL coach is good enough to be a stooge coach in the NFL, right? I mean, all NFL teams have like 16 coaches. Yeah. So like you said, he's an assistant, you know, to an assistant. He's just there. But, uh, no, he's respected, Chris Jones. You know, you can be a good football coach, X and O guy, but not know what the hell you're doing running a franchise. Or not, you know, or be on a power mad kick, like, you know, running a team. But, you know, Chris Jones is going to have zero impact whether the Browns are good or not next year, you know. I'll put it that way. As far as the picks go tonight, I'm just going to throw out a three-game parlay that I did play. I uh, like Indiana. It's my top pick tonight. They come off uh, – Come off another home game. They play uh, Philly tonight. Philly will be maybe a little let down off that Minnesota game. Uh, parlay them with Charlotte, like Davey said, and tied in with Gardner Webb at plus six. That'll be my three games. Gardner play. Webb, <laughs> nice. Why Gardner guy. Webb? Yeah, <laughs> Gardner Webb. Gardner Webb's playing Radford tonight. Actually, they uh, in this in this spot they tend to to come through about seven out of ten times. If you guys go into a little detail on that as far as the uh, stats package go, but. Uh, yeah, I, I tied him into Gardner Webb tonight. Gardner Webb, all yeah. right. Interesting. Unique shirts for. I like very it. Unique. Yeah, it's I, I like your style. I'm not saying you know. Yeah, we'll dig. We'll, we'll dig into this. I know, I'm looking at the board. Nothing's really jumping off the page of me. I kind of like the Pacers against the 76ers tonight, but it's up to four points uh, right now. Minus 170 on the money line. There are a million college games that we'll take a look at, and uh, we're going to run through the games in a couple of minutes here, Big Cat. Sounds good. You guys have a great day. Catch up, too. Hey, always a pleasure, Big Cat. You too, buddy. Kitchens is a good hire in a sense that it doesn't disrupt disrupt what uh, he had going on with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, now, you know, you never know how someone – it's one thing to be a good coordinator, though, right? And it's another thing to be – or call plays for half a season. And then it's another thing to be a head coach and handle the whole operation. It's like running a company. Uh, but, you know, we had fun, you know, taking shots at Chris Jones just because 
listen, Chris Jones is sort of like he thought he was like the Belichick of the CFL. Yeah. Just that he knows everything. He's a genius, and you know. But the fact of the matter is, I think he's been in the NFL before. Like you know, we could look up his resume, but I think he he's been an assistant before the NFL. You know, it's like Jim Pop. You know, Jim Pop uh, was GM of the Alouettes forever. He's now he's with the Argos. You know, he he was like a, a head scout type thing in the NFL, right? It's sort of like, you know, do you want to be, you, do you want to run a team in a Canadian football league or do you want to be, uh, you know, do you want to be like an yeah. assistant in a national football league? But the NFL generally pays better, you know? That's very true. Yeah, he's going to get a nice, uh, nice paycheck. Nice, uh, don't have to deal with the uh, exchange rate at uh, 32% too, Gabe. Think well, it's like Bo Levi Mitchell. You know, Bo Levi Mitchell makes 495000 Canadian. Yeah. And if he goes to the NFL, the minimum is like four hundred eighty-five thousand US. Yeah. Yeah, so that's about it more. Tw- it's about twenty-five percent more, give or take, whatever. Twenty, twenty-five percent, depending on the day, whatever. And then he'll probably get more than the league minimum too. He would probably get about seven fifty or so. See who the so, Seahawks just signed today? Paxton Lynch. Well, the Seahawks have an obsession with crappy backup quarterbacks. <laughs> Not not really crappy backup quarterbacks, but a lot of guys that got in trouble, you know, with uh, TCU there. That was uh, that was a disaster, that situation. Yeah, uh, Boykin had, could play, too. It's Boykin, too bad that he yeah, was Yeah, I know. Out. Boykin was good. I know. He just, uh, it was too much. Like, Pete Carroll could deal with a little bit. He just couldn't deal with Boykin. Uh, I, I don't like, Paxton Lynch, like, I didn't even know he was going to be in the league. But, okay, well, I guess you could try to figure him out. But good luck, good luck with that one. That's going to be tough. It's hard to, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to judge coaches before they've coached, right? That's the thing. We could give our opinion on this guy, Kitchens, but you know he has a good relationship with Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield's the the star of that team now. He's the face yep. of the franchise, so it's important that he's on the same page. They are on the same page. The Cleveland Brown offense was good. Um, they weren't overly cautious or conservative they let baker mayfield be baker mayfield so i think you know, listen i think the, the expectations are pretty high on the cleveland browns next year and in fact they're probably going to be too high by the time the year yeah. starts it'll be very similar to what it was this year with san francisco and garoppolo in which if you recall some people had like the niners basically like even the odds dude they were like yeah alongside the rams you know and you can't tell That's why that, i that's why I took their wins total under, Gabe. It was a huge overreaction. Yeah, it was too high. Right. And you can't tell me that just because uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's not there. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo's not worth 13 wins. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. he, had a, he had a good little run there. But it's like, you know, they, no, they had a long way to go. And, you know, I think Cleveland's closer than, than San Francisco was. The AFC is, is a manageable conference to be in. And they have a lot of talent on both sides of the football, Cleveland. Like, there's really no – they should have been better years ago, really. Mm-hmm. But, no, you know, I'm now they you. finally are. But are they going to pull it off? 
I would say yes, that Cleveland, yes. Cleveland's most likely a playoff team next year. Well, think about this. The Pittsburgh Steelers have aging players. Antonio Brown might not be there. They could be in a little bit of trouble and on the decline. Then you have the Baltimore Ravens. Sure, you got Lamar Jackson. We don't know if he's going to get better. Or is he just going to keep on like running around with the ball? And they have a couple aging stars The Ravens will be the same every year, dude. They're, yeah, they're, but, you you look at, but you look at Cleveland, there's a there's there's a big, big window for them to jump, jump, jump at leapfrog teams in that division. Yes. I think they... I think they can win the division next year. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the key to the division in that how are they going to handle these situations? Now, they already screwed up the Le'Veon Bell stuff, so they're going to lose Le'Veon Bell. They're not going to get anything for him, and they mismanaged that, and it's easier. The Steelers are pretty good, though, at, um, you know, like the, the there's a lot of guys in the media, national media types that cover the National Football League that like the Steelers and respect the Steelers, and you'll notice... This, this, the stories are always skewed against the player when it comes out of Pittsburgh. It's always skewed against the player. It was skewed against Le'Veon Bell from the media. It was, it's skewed now with, with Antonio Brown. And listen, I'm not saying Antonio Brown's not difficult to deal with. But, you know, everything gets, like, leaked on the negative side about the yeah. players there. But, He's gone. You know, and tr- He's and truth gone. be told, he- they I really, really believe, sc- like, it's over. Yeah, he's gone it's there. Over. But they really screwed up the Le'Veon Bell stuff. Right? Like, they really should have traded them. They were in a tough spot because other teams were going to bend over backwards. But, like, honestly, they could have just gotten anything, you know, and, and just well, rid their hands of it. But they were hoping that maybe been, he would come back, but he didn't. Yeah. Things would have been different, too. Think about what happened with Le'Veon Bell. There was the emergence of James Conner. And then right when uh, James Conner hit a wall, if it was reverse, Gabe, it would have been a totally different story because they're like, ah, don't worry about it. We got Conner. And then Connor was on fire for a while. But if you look at Connor's numbers, reality and DFS fantasy, all downhill at the end of the season, right? Then they started going to say not too much. Like they, 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 no, you know, significant. Got, the last three or four games, Connor got banged his numbers up. went down. He got banged up, yeah. But he was he was a little bit hurt before that, and his numbers regressed. Right? That's and then he started implementing uh then the other, the third string back from uh, North Carolina State came in there, and he did he did good work. So remember, he ran all, right over the Patriots in that game. I think he rushed for 150 yards. It was so, more wear and tear on Connor. It was more injury uh, that caught up to him that he started. Like really, the Steelers over the years they've done a great job. I don't know how they do it to be honest, because they've had different coordinators, but yep. they just plug guys in. You know, this goes yeah, back to Mike Wallace. They let Mike Wallace go. They were like, we have Antonio Brown. You can see this a mile away, man. I saw this coming a year and a half ago that Schuster would be the new Brown and that they would push Brown out of the way. But, you know, Brown sees it, and instead of just being a professional, like like to me. Maybe he'll go to San Francisco. To me, Antonio Brown is, he's the bigger, he screwed the Steelers more than Le'Veon Bell did. You know, Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers played a game. It was in his rights, Le'Veon Bell. Like, it, it wasn't in Antonio Brown's rights not to show up that last day on Sunday. You know what I mean? You're under contract. You're on the team. It's like, so who cares? They didn't vote you team MVP one game. Exactly. Like, he really but- is just thin-skinned. And, listen, I guess Roethlisberger used to, like, yell at him in practices and stuff. And their relationship was deteriorating. Yes, yes. And so, no, I'm with you. I agree 100% of what you're saying with Antonio Brown. But when you have a dick quarterback that goes on a radio show and throws you under the bus all the time, after a while, Antonio Brown's like, screw you, dude. 
This is ridiculous. So it's oh, yeah, oh, but, I, I'm the problem. But ben Roethlisberger's the part of the problem too. Oh yeah, no, you show up for you're work. You're making seventeen. I agree with you hundred percent. You are under contract. You're the I'm second, just saying. You're the I'm second just saying. Big Ben has a lot to do with this game. And you know it as well as I do. He has a lot to do with this team. Yeah, but whatever. Ben's He's got a big, Ben's big, a jerk. big mouth. He's always been a jerk, though. So what's different about it than from before? He's always had a big mouth, right? Antonio Brown's not easy to deal with either. You know, they should both really shut up. But yeah, Antonio good, Brown. Good, good for the team. But Antonio Brown, whatever, dude. The guy was getting still getting targeted 14 times. Like, he gets 14 targets. He's unhappy because Schuster had 11 targets. So well, Schuster's open. he was... He was difficult to deal with. Like I was saying, Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell was within his rights. Like, Le'Veon Bell didn't do anything, like, outside of the collective bargaining agreement. Like, if the Pittsburgh Steelers really wanted Le'Veon Bell, they would have signed him to a, a, a long-term extension, right? Instead, they kept on franchise tagging him every year, and he told them, he warned them, if you do this again to me, I will, uh, it's not, I, you know, I'm not going to play. And... They did it, right? And yeah. it was like a bluff. bluff. Yeah. It's like the government showdown, uh, shutdown now. It's a showdown. Who's going to blame first, right? Pelosi or Trump? It was the same thing with the Steelers and Bell. And I think the Steelers just thought he'll roll over. And then he realized after, they're just going to run my ass into the ground. They're not going to re-sign me. Now, you could argue he had a contract too. But like I stated, in his contract, he had the right to do what he did. Antonio yeah, Brown Brown's did. another story yeah. that he just... Yeah, you got to show up. You got to show up. He just started to flake up. Like, he stopped showing up for practice the over meetings, the last two weeks. Yeah. You know, he didn't show up. There was a big uh, big practice. He didn't show up. And it got to the point where they didn't even know where he was. And uh, Mike Tomlin is texting Antonio Brown. And Tomlin's been pretty cool with Brown over the years. And Brown didn't respond to him. Drew Rosenhaus responded. Right, so, you know, Antonio Brown's made his own bed here, but he wants to go to San Francisco. The question is, does San Francisco want him? Yeah. No, you're right. I, I, you, and you know San Francisco, though? They have no, they have no big-time receivers. They have to make a splash. They, they, they will want him. They'll, they will deal with it. With Garoppolo coming back and Antonio Brown, they'll deal with it. They will deal with his antics, Gabe. It's a lot I of money. I believe that. It, it, it is a lot of money, but... That's a team, when you look at, like, who, who's their receiver? The best damn uh, pass catcher on the team is their tight end, Kittle. They have no receivers. They need yeah, to, they, you want to make a splash? They, they could sign a free agent, and they could draft a wide receiver. They, I mean, they, they, were, they, they could. They, they could. They crap. They're going to have a, a top pick. Like, and a, a wide receiver that's young, that doesn't have attitude, and doesn't cost them $18 million a year. Yep. I don't even know if San Francisco, like, have the money. Yeah, I guess they do. They really only have Garoppolo, but... It's not easy to fit a monster contract like this. Like, you're basically building your team around dudes when you give them this much money. And Antonio Brown's 30 years old. You know, they'll be, I'm telling you, dude, like, it's the same thing, like I said, with Machado and Harper. The market won't be what people think it is. And Le'Veon Bell's going to find this out now, and Antonio Brown's going to find it out. Like, there'll be teams that, like, look, like Bruce Arians, good example. Now, Arians should shut up, too, but this is where the old boy network, they stick together. Right? Like, so there's, like, the smear campaign now on Antonio Brown. Like, why would Bruce Arians comment on this? It's none of your business. Yeah, like, you're in yeah, Tampa. You're the coach right? of the box. Shut up. Where you put your own business in your own So, yeah, you got yeah, Jameis Winston to worry about. Like, you should worry about your own quarterback, dude. Like, don't worry about Antonio Brown. But Bruce Arians basically stated that 
he did an interview in the radio, I guess, in, uh, in Tampa, and he said they asked about Antonio Brown. And he said, no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't. And, you know, normally, you know, they'd say, you know, something polite and dodge the question. But he just came out and said, no. He said, I knew Antonio Brown would be like this. And he said, Antonio Brown was like this when I was there in 2010. So he said he's a good player, but he's, he's very, he's a massive diva. And, uh, of course, Antonio Brown went on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown had a great comeback, actually. He tweeted at Bruce Arians. And he said, you calling me a diva? He goes, you're a grown man that wears a Kangol hat and sunglasses inside. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Hey, B's got game. <laughs>